Uh, you guys are back. I'm Sean Bryson with Javon Embeds, Fantasy Football Edition. Jeez, football's back. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Back in full swing. Year two of our draft. Year two of me putting you on the fantasy football weave. So pat myself on the back for that. I never I like this is only what this is the second year for me doing fantasy. I'm going for the spot the spot. Even though I did the auto whatever yesterday, because I was I was sidetracked. But I, I like my team, but we'll go into that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and last year for a first time or you did real good because we were in a tough division last year. And you I think you were what, one game under five hundred and what probably two or three games out of the division for a first for a first year guy, that's that's pretty solid. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let's call it spade a spade. It was like I was like eight and seven or something. It wasn't like I was like ten and six or something. Right. So it's, it is what it is. But we, we do better this year. So uh, this is one we're the same way last year's work. Top ten of each position, except kicker. We're not doing that this year. Not. We know who the kickers are: Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker, and then you just choose after that. So top ten every position, but kicker, and. Uh, how we feel about our teams at the end of the day. So let's go ahead and start with the tight ends. What, what you got for me, Sean? All right, so we'll, we'll just go back and forth, I guess, right? So best tight end to me is is um, Kittle from the 49ers. Um, and then I have Kelsey as my, my second. So I have Kelsey – at third, I have Kittle at first, of course, because he seems to be the only healthy, reliable option in San Francisco. And I do think him and Kelsey are the two best tight ends in football. But fantasy-wise, I have to put Darren Waller at number two. I think he is the pass catcher in Oakland. And Derek Carr has been a good quarterback and makes sure Waller gets the ball, which is why I have to put him at two. And, and rounding out my top five, uh, I thought when draft night came, I wasn't going to be the one to do this, but wound up doing it anyway. Yes, Kyle Pitts made my top five. He's at number four. I think there's only three guys in Atlanta. I, I don't think Mike Davis is enough to be the running game. And outside of that on offense is just Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage, and Calvin Ridley. So, I have to put Pitts at four. And I got TJ Hawkinson at five, which leaves some big names uh, for the other five. So Pitts never played a, a game in the NFL. You have him at four? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm surprised because I have Mark Andrews as four from, from your, your Baltimore Ravens as four. Um, now, now, you know. You know Mark Andrews is the one player on the team that I'm not going to go up in arms about. You, you, you heard me give my give my soliloquies on him a lot last season. When big games come up, he doesn't show up. And this season, it's you're going to see week two, whoever has Mark Andrews, exactly what I mean. When they play Kansas City and he disappears and he has drops, and I hope, you guys don't have point deductions in your leagues for drops because you're going to lose points off of Mark Andrews. 
I, I have TJ Hawkinson fifth, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I have Andrews, and then I have Kyle Pitts six. Okay. I think I think he's gonna be special with that. I I think he's it. It's set up for him to be the next it guy, especially when they they got rid of Julio Jones. It's set up for him to be that guy next, right? Um, and then I got Noah Fant, Higby from the Rams, um, Jacepsi um, from Mike Jacepsi from Miami, and then I have Logan Thomas to round on my top ten. So I have. Cause I like Noah Fent. I left him out of my top 10 because of his receiving core. First of all, he's got a good run game now with Williams and Gordon. Then the receiving core of him with Judy and Sutton combined with a game manager in Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know exactly how well that plays for Noah Fent. Definitely can be he, – he has potential to be an every week starter. Uh but I had to leave him out. I think I'm going Gusecki at seven, Gronk at eight. I've got Robert Tunyon from Green Bay at nine. And then at 10, I have Jared Cook. So that leaves the two guys from New England, the two guys from Philly, and Tyler Higby as the notable guys, you know, outside of my top five, along with Noah Fant and Logan Thomas. But uh, just off of who's around them, Gusecki, Gronk, Tunyon, and Cook round out my top ten. I think that the Patriots tight ends, Hunter Henry and Smith. Yeah. I think they're gonna have a really good year. Like where I put them in my top ten. If and when they get healthy. Yes. And if, stay healthy. Yes, if they get healthy. Yeah, if Mac Jones is the guy. I think my alarm is going off in my house in my house. Outside my house. Go ahead. <laughs> so Let's go over to defenses and special teams. Uh, I'll start this one because of who I have at one. Yes, I have the Ravens as the top defense in the league this year. Best secondary in the NFL. I think Justin Houston on the outside with Odafe Owe, and uh, you, you don't like it. I already see. I, I I have them at one. They create turnovers, they rush the quarterback, and they don't give up rushing yards. And the way that offense works in Baltimore with that time of possession, teams aren't going to have much time to put up numbers against the Ravens. So is there will be there's not going to be too many games where the Ravens finish with less than the ten points that defenses start with in fantasy. Better than New New England? I have New England at three. Better than Pittsburgh? And Pittsburgh at six. Pittsburgh's secondary is still shaky, and they lost Bud Dupree. Go, go with your top ten, and then I'll, I'll name my top ten. So I have the Ravens at one, the Rams at two, New England at three, Denver at four. You get Chubb and Miller back healthy this year, and that secondary is no joke. Uh, I have Cleveland at five, Pittsburgh at six, Miami at seven, Washington at eight, Chicago at nine, and the Giants at 10. I wanted to put the Chargers in here somewhere. Maybe they're a better defense than the Bears this year. I think that might be up for discussion, which would mean, it, you know, I'll move, move the Giants to nine, and I think 10 is a toss up between Chicago and the Chargers. 
All right, so I got New England. I think New England is going to be the best defensive football. I think the Rams will be second. Your Baltimore Ravens will be third. I got Pittsburgh fourth, and I got Tampa Bay fifth. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay is going to be much better defensively than everybody expected. I have Miami six, Buffalo seven, Washington eight, the Colts nine, and I think Kansas City because they don't they won't play a lot of they won't play a lot of snaps. Because that offense is going to be so special, they'll be a temp. See, here's the thing with the Chiefs' defense. Not only do I not like it, the thing is, then their offense is good, and teams are going to air it out and possibly take themselves out of games against the Chiefs. But at the same time, it's not like the Chiefs play time and possession on offense so that it just, you know, takes away from how much time the defense is on the field. But I'm just not completely sold on the Chiefs. Like, the linebacking core, Nick Bolton is the only one I'm a fan of, and he's a rookie, right? They only have one edge rusher, and that's Frank Clark. Uh, and we don't know how much he plays this season. Then, in the secondary, it's just uh, Terran Matthew at safety. Like, you know, you hear all this stuff about that Jerry Sneed is supposed to be the real deal. And you hope that DeAndre Baker can get back to form. It's just too many question marks, and there's a lot of holes on that Kansas City defense for me to put them in a the top ten. The only reason I put them top ten is I don't think they're going to play as much as other defenses. Like the same there you have with Baltimore, I think same with Kansas City. But the Chiefs don't hold on to the ball for extra long. Like they score rather quickly. They're not like the seven seconds of left suns or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I don't think they play the time of possession game enough for me to say that about their defense. Me personally. No, I, I respect that. But that's that's I definitely have on the borderline top ten, just for fantasy. If mm-hmm. I think they'd be a top ten defense, more like a top fifteen defense, but just because of fantasy, I have them in the top ten. I, okay, I'll go with you on the top fifteen, but for me that'd be for fantasy. Uh, let's get into these running backs then. I think the running back core this year, it's very – that's who you want it to get because it, there's not too many options. Especially, like even in a 12-team league like we're in, and you're trying to find four running backs, you were lucky if you got three good ones that you can rely on. So, yeah, I'm interested to hear what you got for this one. All right, so I'll go with my top five, and then I'll let you go afterwards. So I have Derrick Henry as one, Christian McCaffrey two, Dalvin Cook three, Saquon Barkley four, even though he's missed so much time playing football, and then I have Nick Chubb five. So I've got Derrick Henry at one, Dalvin Cook at two. I've got Nick Chubb at three. Alvin Kamara at four, and I've got Christian McCaffrey at five. I think uh, his health keeps me from putting him in the top three, and I think Kamara is going to be used a lot in New Orleans. You know, the PPR guy that he is, I'll put Kamara at one and drop everybody else down one. I think he's going to be such a big part of that offense. So I'll put him one, Dalvin Cook two, Nick Chubb three, Derrick Henry four, 
a Christian McCaffrey five because I do believe Derrick Henry has to slow down at some point. You don't have Barkley in your top five? No, he. I need help from him too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have Kamara at six, Jones, Aaron Jones and Packers seven, Ezekiel Elliott eight, John Taylor nine, and then Antonio Gibson ten. So I'm going a lot off of how much these guys are going to play and how much they're going to contribute. I've got Gus Edwards at six because of how much the Ravens run the ball. And then I've got Saquon at seven because he is that special. And when he is in, you have to put a value on him, a high value at that. I've got DeAndre Swift at eight. Josh Jacobs at nine, and James Robinson at ten. I think Najee Harris can easily crack that list. I think Jonathan Taylor can easily crack that list, and I think Antonio Gibson can easily crack that list. But that's my top ten. Uh, we all know Austin Eckler is a PPR beast, and that's a guy you go after each year. And at some point, Joe Mixon's going to have to be a top ten back. At some point, he's got to put the numbers on the board because that Cincinnati offense just needs him to. You don't have um, Taylor or Jones in your top ten? Aaron Jones, no. I, I maybe would put him in over James Robinson in my top ten, uh, but John Taylor, I don't. Damn, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised about Jones, not Taylor as much. Because my thing is the reason I'm valuing Robinson so much is how good of a season he had last year. Combined with the fact that there's no one in Jacksonville to take carries from him. He's got a young quarterback and a college coach. He's going to get a lot of burn. Uh, but that offense line is horrible, man. <laughs> yeah, he'll be used a lot in the short pass game, which will help. It won't have much to do with the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And he's got the speed to create plays for him. So. Yeah, that. I just look at the offense line. I'm like, man, the offense line's really bad. <laughs> it does stink. Yes, it does. It's horrible. Mm. So, all right, receivers. I think – so I did leave Aaron Jones off the running backs, but I do have Devontae Adams as the number one receiver heading into fantasy this year. I, he, he is Aaron Rodgers' guy. He is the receiver in Green Bay. He is the best receiver in the NFL. So I have to go with Devontae Adams. And then the guy who has everyone fooled about Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I have him at number two. Josh Allen would not have anywhere close to the success he had last year without Stephon Diggs. How do I know? Because we saw it for the previous two years. Uh, I've got Allen Robinson, the safety net, at third, with Keenan Allen at fourth, Calvin Ridley at fifth, DeAndre Hopkins at six, uh, Tyreek Hill at seven, Terry McLaurin eight, Chris Godwin nine, and DK Metcalf at ten. Adams is the best um, wide receiver in football. I, I don't think anybody disputes that he's the best um, wide receiver in football now. I think Diggs, I love Diggs. I think me and you have a debate on this show about Diggs. I think we don't give Josh Allen his credit. <laughs> Like, what credit? What credit? You have to be really special to make some of the throws he made last year. Like, you have to be special. I don't. I love Diggs, but like, 
all the credit goes to Diggs. So yes. All the credit went to Tom Brady when when thirteen hundred yards, records for receiving yards and receiving touchdowns first season with a new team. Yes, that's why. When Josh Allen's completion percentage goes up by what eleven once Diggs gets there, come on, to make him the best. That puts Diggs at number two easily. Easy. Second, excuse me, excuse me. All right. So I'll put him. I'll put him second, third. Tyreek Hill, fourth. I think Calvin. No, no, actually, DK Metcalf is gonna have a really good year. Fourth, fifth. I'll put Calvin. Calvin Ridley. Excuse me. DeAndre Hopkins, sixth. Justin seventh. Um, just Justin seven, Jefferson. Excuse me, seventh. AJ Brown from Tennessee, eight. Mike Evans, nine. And CD Lamb. I think he's gonna have a really big year. Let me put him at ten. Yeah. Oh, I've got my numbers for Josh Allen. So rookie year. 52.8%, second year, 58.8%, third year, you get Stefan Diggs, 69.2%. So you're telling me that he's not going to win, because he's going to outlast Stefan Diggs as a Buffalo. You say that, That's 10.4% higher once Absolutely. Diggs got there. Absolutely. But you think that it's all because of Diggs? Cole Beasley had a little bit to do with it, too. That's five point two percent per receiver right there. Beasley had a really good year last year. Yeah, so exactly. I look at how good years those two had and how Josh Allen looked before that. I have to give it to them. But uh, rattle off that last five for your receivers again. So my last five. Hold on, let me get back to my my screen. Because I remember hearing Metcalf. So Metcalf, Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Mike Evans. So I'm I, I was worried of putting any of the Titans receivers in my top ten, and I could only choose one Tampa Bay receiver, which is why Mike Evans missed my cut. I wanted to put Justin Jefferson in the top ten. Maybe he can squeeze in at nine or ten, but I just look at who his quarterback is, and it's just. It's nothing against Justin. It's just Kirk Cousins and Kevin Mond, you know. Um, one guy who can finish in the top ten, Michael Pittman. He had a good year last year. He's got a better quarterback. And T.Y. Hilton's out for the first five games. Like, Michael Pittman is the wide receiver one on the coach depth chart with no question right now. I I just don't want to. I I don't want to put too much stock in the Colts because we don't know what's like. That team has been so, like, I don't want to say injury prone, but injury they've just been everything under the sun. Exactly right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to put. But I think Evans got a really good year. What's the other quarter on the receiving from the um, Bucks? Chris Godwin. Oh, they got a really good year. One, they have a full year under Brady, knowing the system. That team should be. Really and, good. and everybody on that team says, "Y'all think we were good last year." Yeah, that's nothing to compared to what we are this year, that's, which is scary. That's that's gonna be scary. And a whole year now, you have training camp. Had training camp. You got Scotty Miller still, and then they had the other slot receiver, the short black guy. Uh, I think his last name was Johnson or something. Johnson. Johnson. Yes. Yeah. So you got those four. OJ Howard comes back healthy to run the two tight end set with Gronk. Like those running backs were already by committee. It's Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, and 
Gio Bernard this year. Those are running backs you stay away from because I don't see them getting too much burn. I think, I think they can use those slot receivers and those tight ends as an extension of the run game to the point where it's like, I don't know how much burn the running backs do get. I forgot that Howard was coming back this year. <laughs> yeah. I thought he'd be traded by now. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back. There's no way to back. The Buccaneers are the Dodgers of the NFL right now. Yeah. Back to back. Anything less, a huge disappointment. Yeah. So now we've got the the money-making position. The quarterback, Sean, I know how much you love your past your past story. So go ahead and start us off. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, well, work, work from the bottom up for this one. Go go 10 to 6 for this one. Okay. Tannehill, 10. Brady, 9. Justin Herbert, 8. Rogers, 7. Russ, uh, Russell Wilson, 6. And Dak Prescott. All right. So, 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 Russell Wilson at 6. That's, that's your bottom five. Okay. Tannehill in the top 10. I, I want to hear about this one. I, I feel like Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, like, yo, one thing we can't lie about with that team last year. And Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. They could, they could, they could, offensively, they could play. <laughs> I know they're, they're coordinators now, the head coach in Atlanta, but offensively, there was no complaints about them last year. <laughs> so, and now you have the, the, the outside, the receivers on the outside, Julio Jones, Brown, it's, and then you got Derrick Henry in the backfield. I, I, I expect a big year for Tannehill. So you think Ferkser at tight end is a good fourth option? Pass catching wise, you, you you're not too worried about losing Johnny Smith. I'm not. But you replaced with Julio Jones. I don't think Julio Jones is washed out. I gotta be honest. I think can he, he stay healthy? That's a question for a lot of guys on the outside, right? But if he's healthy, when we do like when we did our, our schedule release, blah blah blah, we do it based off health. <laughs> I don't date, I don't like if Julio Jones is healthy, why why shouldn't they be a top ten of top ten offense in, the, in football? Well, see, that's the thing. For a schedule release, we had to go off health. Off of fantasy, when it comes to fantasy and you're drafting your team and you're trying to win, and this is you drafting the team, this is the closest thing most people will ever be to a GM, a scout, a decision maker in the NFL. You're taking into consideration injury history, and it makes you want to stay away from a lot of guys. Like I just offered Raheem Mostert in our year, in our draft, like well in our league because I think he's good. I don't think Trey Sermon is going to take the touches from him that people say he is. But I've had Raheem Mostert for a few years now, and I know he has a tendency to get hurt. So if I can package Derek Carr and Raheem Mostert for Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson. I'll take it because I know what I got for Robinson last year. And he's young, he's PPR threat, and I know how injury-prone Mostert is. So I have to consider injury history in the fantasy rankings. One thing I'm going to say is I agree. A sleeper, if I, had to, well, I know we'll probably do that at the end, but Matthew Stafford with that team, I think they have big. I think you put up big numbers. Yeah, I got him in my bottom five. I've got Herbert at 10, Stafford at 9, Dak at 8, Brady at 7, and Aaron Rodgers at 6. So we both have Rodgers in our bottom five, which is 
Shocking. No, he's getting older. And do you expect him to, based off his first, his last three years prior to last year when he was the MVP, he was the best quarterback in the league. Got to come down at something. Exactly. Was he that, was he a top five quarterback? Before before we enter last year, was he a top five fantasy quarterback? Uh, I don't think we had, or did we? No, but just in, in general, if you could think about it, I don't think Rodgers was a top five fantasy quarterback. And during the season he was, he but was. going into the season, yes. I, I I don't think so. Yeah, because we were all mad that he didn't get a second receiver. Yeah. I don't know. But I think he was going to regress a little bit with the controversy over the offseason, blah, 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 a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to deteriorate his skills or talent-wise. I just think that team is not set up for success. <laughs> So, top five, starting from five, what you got? So, my top five is, I had him last year, but he got hurt. Dak Prescott at five. He put up a lot of passing yards before he got hurt last year. Lamar Jackson at four, Kyler Murray at three, Josh Allen at two, and Patrick Mahomes at one. So, I have Lamar at five, and I do have Josh Allen above Lamar Jackson as a fantasy quarterback Yeah, at four. I've got Kyler Murray at three because there's going to be no running game in Arizona. There's no tight end. There's just all receivers. Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. It's, it's going to be – they all right. the Cardinals led the league last year in four receiver sets. That's going to be even higher this year. You're going to see a lot of five wide because they got Andy Isabella still too, if I remember correctly. So, I, I have to put Kyler Murray at three. I've got Russell Wilson at two um, and Mahomes at one. Maybe Russell Wilson's a little too high. We've seen in the past couple seasons, once that offense gets figured out, they come down. But still, it's just – I think this new offensive coordinator and Russ had something to prove. Going out on the limb, putting him at two. False. I, I, I always feel like Russell falls off in the second half of the year. Yeah, but I don't think it's any fault of his own, though. Oh, my goodness. Boston's getting whooped 12 to 1. The Red Sox? Yes. To Tampa. Good. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just – I don't think it's any fault of Russell's. And I think with the new offensive coordinator, I think we see that change this year. And I like what Chris Carson has done to his body this offseason. That's the key. Because Chris Carson normally isn't around for the back half which completely messes up the dynamic of that offense. I think we get a healthy season from Chris Carson. And I think that keeps Russell on track to be the same guy all season. I got to keep it 100. I got to see it to believe it. Like, I know he has a new offensive coordinator, but who knows that's going to be different. We don't, you never see that offensive coordinator call plays <laughs> or run an offense. So I got to see it to believe it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't go. I can't blame it. We we see it all the time with the show. You got to show me. So yeah, show me. I, I, so I let's get into some sleepers here. I think I mentioned one of mine just now and gave it away. Chris Carson is a big sleeper for me. I think he'll be healthy this year, and I think Seattle wants to run the ball more. I've got him at that running back position, um, and Le'Veon Bell. I could see him getting called up from the practice squad for the Ravens very soon. And I think he could have a bounce back year. I'll put him in that conversation. Uh, Derek Carr, for some reason, never makes anyone's top 10. 
and I didn't put him in mind. Uh, but I'll put him in that conversation. <sighs> Receiver-wise, I don't know if I can just confidently throw someone out there. Same thing for tight end. Like, the pass catchers, just, they already have such high value. I think the only two guys I can think of, Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder, because those guys haven't been talked about enough. I think Robbie Anderson really, you know, I like DJ Moore, but when you think about it, Robbie Anderson is the number one in Carolina. Yes. And, you know, yeah, I, I've got to go Robbie Anderson right there. And, and Jameson Crowder, everybody's on the Elijah Moore hype train. Jameson Crowder's been the number one in, in New York for a while. He gets off that COVID list and he's got – Zach Wilson, who seemed to have built a good connection with him in, in camp in the preseason. I think it will be another good year of having Jameson Crowder on the team. I have Jameis Winston as a sleeper. I think that with that offense, I think they're going to put up some points, even if Thomas doesn't play. I think Michael Thomas is a great receiver, obviously. But if he doesn't play, I don't think we had him in our – you had him in your top ten? Michael Thomas, I had him on the watch list, on, on, on honorable mentions. Yeah. I don't have him in my top ten just because we don't understand, we don't know what his health is. His health and his status on the team is. Exactly. Leonard Fournette, just because who knows, Tampa Bay might just be like, let's smash mouth you and the mouth hit you, and then he's going to be the number one running back on that team. I think that's that's another one. Brandon Cooks from t- the Texans, he's going to be the number one receiver there. Will Fuller in Miami. Two, two speed Miami. guys, yeah. Um, from from Miami as well because people are looking at what Tua did last year when he played. He did, he wasn't good. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I love Tua, but he was not good. I expect him to be better. So if that if he's better, then the receiving core, the tight end core, is gonna be better as a, as a whole. And, I and think- the tight end is the quarterback safety net, so he'll be. Talk a lot from Flores. Use Gusecki. Exactly. And I also had a Cole Davis. I had Gronkowski on my list. I, I know you have him in your top 10, but I think he's a sleeper. He's not a, I don't think Gronkowski is a top 10 fantasy tight end at this point in his career. Like, I could be wrong. Yeah, I could easily replace him with Dallas Goddard. Exactly. Or well, Tyler Higby since Reynolds is out of LA now. I think Cole Beasley will have a really good year. Um, like a sleeper year, but I think that's my and maybe maybe even Big Ben he might have a good year. Maybe. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe. He had a good first half last year, but he fell off maybe because of whole age. I'd say this is the year Deontay Johnson might get more catches than Juju Smith Schuster. I'll throw him in there. Nelson Aguilar also, because he I think he'll be the number one receiver in New England. And I think with his speed and being able to move him inside and out. I think Mac Jones will look for him a lot. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'll go with that right there. I, I'll go with those. I like that list. It's not bad. If Drew Locke gets his job back, I'm putting him on the list. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm still. <laughs> I'm still going to put some type of faith <clears throat> in Drew Locke. Um. Obviously, Jacksonville's receiving core has potential. Uh, Tyrell Williams could have a bounce back year in Detroit. 
Amon Ross St. Brown, that's the one rookie receiver no one's talking about, and I don't know why. He could easily be number one receiver in Detroit. He's a big target for Jared Goff, and Williams normally can't stay healthy. So, yeah, I'll throw those out there. And Kenneth Gainwell, that's my last one. Combo, combo running back in Philly. I think he'll be spelling for Miles Sanders more than he's supposed to, which is actually, you know, good for him fantasy-wise, and he's a great pass catcher out the backfield. I think Drew Locke, if you really believe in Drew Locke, or not just you, but just anyone, he'll be starting. You got to see what yeah. Locke. Wait, for him to be back, he's going to play at some point because Terry Bridge. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be spectacular enough for them to be like, we're not going to see what this guy has. But if you believe in him, he will be soft. That's all I'm going to say. So we've got one more segment before we get into how we feel about our teams. The stay away from him segment. Guys to absolutely avoid drafting. Who gets the red flag from you this year? So... Andy Dalton, and you know how much I, 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 you know how much I feel about Ian Dalton after last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's let's do it by position. So you name the quarterback, I name the quarterback. If you got another one, you name it. I'll see if I've got another one, and we just keep going down. So right. Andy Dalton's your first quarterback choice. Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance. For me, because you, you just don't know which one you're going to get. And like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo could very much turn into Carson Wentz from last year. If his, you know, and you won't be able to blame him because I do think Kyle Shanahan is playing with his, playing with his mind a little bit. I, I wouldn't say, say, actually, Jimmy, yeah. Say, Jimmy G's played for a contract, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... And, and, and health reasons, too. Jimmy also can't stay healthy. Yeah. That's a great point, actually. Good point. You got another one for me? Um, let me think. This is all off the top of the head. What quarterback? If I had to stay away from a quarterback, even though I think he's going to have a good year, I'd probably stay away from Zach Wilson. I think I stay – go ahead, go ahead. I think a rookie – with the receivers they have. Oh, and another quarterback, Sam Donald. I'm staying away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam has to show me something. So that's two. <sighs> I know I can match. Okay, I can match two. Baker Mayfield. Ooh. A lot of handoffs, and he has expectations on him. And expectations are not good for the city of Cleveland. So I'll put Baker Mayfield I'm going to put Daniel Jones. I don't think he has it. Yeah. I just don't think Daniel Jones has it. I can't be mad at that. Daniel Jones, he's got to show us something. Has to. He has to show us something. So, so which position do you want to do next? Because I know you can think of some guys. So, running back? Well, you said that quick. Yeah, so, who you got? <laughs> who we staying away from? So I put him in my top 10, but I would stay away from just because maybe, maybe, maybe it just injury history, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. Like he has yeah, I know I stayed away from him. Like he hasn't stayed healthy. Like it's like he hasn't done anything. And I know you had Swift in your top 10. I would stay away from him. Not consistent enough for me, for me personally. That's two for you. 
Stay away from Zeke for me. Okay. Health and the way last season looked, man, Tony Pollard is waiting for his opportunity. Uh, and any Buffalo, any Buffalo in Chicago running back, stay away from. It just, it just ain't worth it. Chicago? Yeah, Chicago, you don't know if Montgomery can stay healthy and how much carries are going to be split between him, Tariq Cohen, and Damian Williams. You just don't do it. And then for Buffalo, they don't run the ball. That's true. They don't run the football. They're not like, consistent. And Zach Moss could be a good red zone target. It's just, yeah. It's not consistent enough. Uh, the Jets running backs stay away from They've got four of them, and they don't know what the order of their depth chart is. I think the Jets' offense is going to struggle this year. Yeah, I can see. I don't think the receivers will necessarily struggle, but I think the run game is going to stink. Yeah, I can see that. The running game is going to be horrible. Uh, I see. I'd personally stay away from Tampa Bay running backs because you don't know which one gets how many carries on a given week, and they got that high-powered receiving core. I'd also say Mike Davis in Atlanta. He's your number one guy every week. Yeah. Arizona running backs, stay away from. I think that's all I got. We have for receiver. Receiver. Now, that's Michael Thomas. Yeah. Odell Beckham. Odell, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Juju. I ain't going to keep going on because I know you got some for me, but those are my big three. Odell. Juju and Michael Thomas. Well, you took two of my three. <laughs> I, I can't lie. Um, maybe I would take. I would say with like Antonio Brown. I don't think he's going to get the touches in Tampa. Oh, Bay. and we didn't even bring him up when we were talking about Tampa. Exactly. I don't think we. Because he's not a part of your future. Like those other four: Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Johnson. Those are those four are part of the future of Tampa. Exactly. I wouldn't say Antonio Brown is. He's not. So he's. I think he's. Only- he could easily be at MT Bank Stadium next year. I think he's there because he's Tom Brady's boy. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I I I would stick stay away. And the other other guy I put in my top ten, or when we talk about receivers, just because of injury history. I definitely agree with Odell, but Julio Jones has to stay healthy. Julio, yeah. yes. I I love Julio. I love Julio, but he has to stay healthy. <laughs> It's just what it is. I'll stay, I'll stay in that division for you. T.Y. Hilton. Health. Yeah. Definitely T.Y. And he's losing his spot to Michael Pittman. And Paris Campbell's pretty good, too. And Zach Pascal's going to Zach Pascal's gonna be on one of our waiver wire picks in the first four weeks of the season because he's getting more opportunity because T.Y. Hilton is out. I can see that. And can I think of anyone else? I want to say Demarcus Robinson in Kansas City because he's often the forgotten man, but then he has weeks where he takes over McCole Hardman's spot. So I say he will not name Tyreek Hill on the Chiefs receiving court. I think Allen Robinson, too, and, and, and Bears, depending Ooh. on who, who, who's the quarterback. I'd say Darnell Mooney, if anything. Because I know how good Allen Robinson is, he's going to get thrown to. But if Andy Dalton stinks it up, 
Darno Darno Mooney's not getting any touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna target Robinson a lot. Yeah. So that makes sense. All right. So what do we got next? Uh, tight ends. Yeah, if I can pick tight ends, probably Gronkowski. Wells. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Maybe one of the two Patriots tight ends are not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. If I could pick, it would probably be Smith over Henry. So, okay, you're going with the tandem. I got a tandem for you that's shaky. Cole Komet and Jimmy Grant. Jimmy's seen his role reduced last year for Cole Komet, but at the same time, it's how much is Cole going to be used? Because I still don't think he was used enough for my liking last season. That's a good point. That's that's a good point. I think when you have two tight ends, it worked in New England because they had Gronkowski and Hernandez. It worked. But name of the time that that two tight end set works. It doesn't really work like that. At least not for fantasy purposes. No, not for – yeah, this is fan. Uh, exactly. Right. So that means Hayden Hurst has to come on this list for us too. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy purposes, two tight end sets don't work. <laughs> yeah, so that means Hayden Hurst comes on the list. Albert Abouye Kunum comes on the list. Uh, the tight the Texans tight end core, uh, Indies tight end core, and then okay, let's see the teams that don't use their tight end enough: Buffalo with Dawson Knox, Carolina with Dan Arnold. I want to say Tyler Croft went to Arizona. I say stay away from the Tampa Bay tight ends, period, because we don't know who's going to be the guy. And since we don't like duos, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph have to stay off the list. And then Dallas has a a split tight end duo, too, with Dallas Schultz and and Blake Jarvin. And I guess Minnesota with Tyler Conklin and and Chris Herndon this year. Cleveland's tight ends were very disappointing last year. They were just in and out, in and out. I think Njoku winds up being treated, and Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper stick around. But I still think Harrison Bryant is usually a little too much for my liking because Austin Hooper could be a good target there. Yeah, I think Austin Hooper, they didn't use him properly last year. But when you have Landry and and Beckham on the outside, that's probably the reason why. Yeah, and Donovan Peoples-Jones got a lot of burn at receiver last year, too, for Cleveland. So, that means tight end was actually a valuable position in our in our well, in drafts, period. And you know what? I'm glad I got three of the guys. Well, drafted, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I got two of the guys that I put in my top ten. So, yeah, that just made me feel better about myself. Defenses to stay away from. This should be interesting. So, if I had to pick a defense to stay away from Obviously, the bad ones. Huh? I said, obviously, the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say Jacksonville. Or right. Those are bad, right? But I had them in top 10, but they might be on the field way too much this year because the offense suspect is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. <laughs> Big Ben is big. Well, I don't know. I, I got to be honest. I don't know what Big Ben is going to be. Right. And that's scary when you have an older quarterback because you don't know. The way he looked at the end of last year, that defense played a lot of football right. last year. So you don't know if 
are we getting Big Ben in the first 10, 10 weeks last year, or are we getting Big Ben in the last six weeks? Well, last and they're losing the edge rusher. Exactly. Like, I thought they should have kept Quincy Roche, their draft pick, uh, and they let him go on the, the Giants. I think he'll do good things for them. But, yeah, I think that hurts. And, once again, the secondary is just we don't know what we're going to get out of him. We like the safeties, making Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds, but we don't know how much Joe Hayden has left, and we don't know who the second corner is. Now, I keep forgetting that Pittsburgh added Melvin Ingram, but he hasn't been good for about two years now, so or healthy, so we have to see. It's a health thing with him. Yeah. I think also – I love you, Baltimore Ravens. Love them. Right. Are we going off names or production? Last year, I thought they were, they were underproductive as a as a unit. So I'm not too sold on Baltimore's defense. Underproduced? Were they the defense that you thought they were going to be last year? I not but like by a hair they weren't because of COVID injury. Like they didn't rack up the sacks I thought they would. I'll see that. I agree. Top five? I thought there would be a top five defense last year. I don't think they were top five defense last year. I'll take – I'll put the Rams and Cleveland on that list and Chicago because Chicago's players get fed up with the offense. Chicago, definitely. The Rams, I think they'll be really good. I think Cleveland's going to be good. But Chicago, well, remember, the Rams, and it's why at first we weren't too high on them on the schedule release, uh, you know, before Stafford came there. They lost, remember, they lost both of their safeties to Cleveland over the offseason. Sure, sure. And didn't necessarily replace them. They lost Troy Hill and John Johnson. It's Jordan Fuller. Like, is Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rank, and Terrell Burgess fighting for those two safety spots? And then at corner, I'm not a fan of the guys not named Jalen Ramsey over there. And I do think, you know, an edge rusher, they've only got one with Leonard Floyd. Like, the Rams could underproduce. They have potential to underproduce. Well, you're going with a different scheme this year, different coach who's a defensive coach. Who knows? You, you're right. They could underproduce. But I think when you have Donald at the front, you have Ramsey at the back, you're going to be really good at some point. Yeah, I'm glad they're going full-time to the 3-4, though. Yeah. And I do think that I, I just hope Raheem Morris, like – keeps Aaron Donald strictly at nose tackle. Like, that's where he needs to be, pressuring up the middle. And I'll be glad when Kansas City goes full on 3-4 and keeps Chris Jones plugging up the middle. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Chargers switching to a 3-4. I don't think that'll work out. Uh, But for Cleveland, that's the team I was saying. Expectations just are bad for Cleveland. And they've got one free agent addition that expectations have Always been bad for it. Jadevian Clowney. Oof, oof, oof. But the secondary, I like it. However, injury issues. Greedy Williams, you know, uh, 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 I, I'm pulling it up right now just to make sure I don't forget anyone. Because Cleveland, like I said, is a team where if something can go wrong, sometimes it does. So, yeah, Greedy Williams stays hurt. Grant Delpit has some injury issues. Denzel Ward, see if he can stay healthy. But I do like what they have 
in their second year. Grant Dell pitched strong safety, John Johnson, free safety, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, Greedy Williams, and Troy Hill as their corners. And Ronnie Harrison's not a bad safety either. So the Browns can be really good or they can be disappointing. That's 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 more of not a fantasy question to me because that defense has the has the talent to be a top ten defense. Mm-hmm. Well, we have we have to see it put it together because last year they put it together for the last four or five weeks of the season, but they, they wasn't able to put it together for the whole stretch of the season. Right, and I say Denver has potential to make this list too if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb get hurt again I heard, last year. I heard the same thing. Someone was it Shannon Sharp? He was like, "Oh, Dem- Denver should be a top ten defense." I'm like. But they do have a lot. They should of be top five. Really? They they should be. Oh, I, I'm going to name it off too. So on the edge, you got Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller, right? Uh, and then in the secondary, Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertain the second, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, and Justin Simmons. I think that should be a top five, top seventeen on defense. I, I got to see it. Gotta see it, yeah. Yeah. The back end, I'm not too I'm not in love with the back end. Ooh. I I I, I am scratching my head a bit about them moving on from AJ Pouillet. That that was a, a head scratcher for me, but I mean I can it, it was just so early that I, it just caught me off guard. Yeah, I, I, I gotta see the back end before more consistent. But hey, he's gonna help Carolina out. I think Carolina could be a better defense than a lot of people expect. You got him and 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 JC Horn that they drafted. I'm a big fan of Jeremy Chin. Dustin Justin Burris has potential at free safety. Uh Dante Jackson is a good corner. And then their linebacker core, Hassan Reddick, Shaq Thompson, you know, you got Brian Burns on the edge, your Terry Gross Matos. Derek Brown up the middle. Carolina can be good on defense. They could be a top 10 defense. Carolina's going to be better. They lost a lot of games by seven points or less last year. I yeah. think that's going to be a sneaky playoff team if Donald is up. You like Donald more than I like Donald. Let's see how he does in a new system. Well, I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that because I was the one saying he was too high coming out of the draft, coming out of USC. Uh I think a change of scenery can help him, and I like Matt Rule as a coach, and I think Darnold has too many targets not to do something. But don't get me wrong, Sam Darnold can completely screw it up for the Panthers and get benched for my boy P.J. Walker. I agree. And yeah, you got Carolina at 3-14, and 14, and I've got him at 8-9. So, yeah. So, if anything, I should have been the one throwing out the PSA that they can be a sneaky playoff team. Yeah, I think if, if things go right, because I like their defense, like, things have to go right for them. Like, Chicago could be a sneaky playoff team. Carolina could be a sneaky playoff team. Let me think of this other team. The Raiders, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. Because you got Vegas at 7-10, so yeah. that falls in that category. But also, I'm not going to – I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. We do on the show, but, like, sneaky, if, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina was, like, Seven and nine, got into four, eight and eight, and made four, eight and four, nine. And yeah, eight. I've got them at eight and nine. Yeah, but it's a schedule release. I didn't. Like and, and I mean, they could 
steal the game from Dallas and Washington, and that would put them at 10 and 7. I mean, now see, I think 11 gets you in the playoffs for the NFC this year. Can I find another win for them to scrape up? Maybe Arizona? Maybe. 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 So there's potential. Maybe. Maybe. Right. So, uh, yeah. Last part. Going over our teams and how happy we are about them. So I got in the draft two minutes late. I I got in there like 7.55 and, you know, made my cue. You know, guys, I these are the guys I'm drafting. You know, cut to a couple guys from each position. Left out, came back at 8.02. I didn't think I'd be up for a pick yet, but apparently people were ready, combined with people on auto draft. My first two picks had already gone by. And NFL.com, because I didn't reorder my cue, made me take Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. And somehow, someway, I still came away with a great team that NFL.com projects to go 13-2. and two. Made a trade today of Russell Wilson and, Clay, uh, and Chase Claypool for Jalen Hurts and Michael Pittman. So my starting lineup, Patrick Mahomes, Miles Gaston, DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, Jared Cook, Russell Gage as my flex, um, Mason Crosby, and then it's going to be Denver's defense. And then on my bench, Jalen Hurts, Naheem Hines, Raheem Mostert, Jarvis Landry, Michael Pittman, and Mike Gusecki. I am a big fan of my team this year. Big fan. You feel like you have a championship team? Yes. I feel that way all the time. I feel that way every year. Some some years less than others, but this one right here, the key is Mahomes. I I, I have I have a big shot this year. Big shot. All right, so let me go through my team. I have Josh Allen. I think he's gonna maybe not win the MVP, but he's gonna be close. Mixon from Cincinnati. I got Barkley, CD Lamb. I'm expecting Judy to have a big year, but I don't like the quarterback situation, so whatever. Um, Smith from the Patriots. Davis, the running back from Atlanta. Lutz, the kicker from um, the Saints. And I have the Steelers defense. Um, Connor on the bench. James White on the bench. um, Cooks on the bench. Shepard from the Giants, the wide receiver. Um, Mike Williams on the bench. And then Evan Ingram on the bench as well. I like Brandon Cooks as an option off the bench. And James White, of course, for New England. I think uh, receiver is your downfall because you've got to rely on C.D. Lamb to prevail in Dallas. Like, those three receivers, you have to hope C.D. Lamb is the one. The only thing is that C.D. Lamb had a good start to last season, but then he fell off when, when Dak got injured. Right. So. And you got to hope Saquon stays healthy, and you got to hope, hope J- Joe Mixon stays yeah. consistent all year. Yeah, it's a lot of ifs on my team. If everything goes right, though, you got a solid team. And I got to keep it 100. If Saquon doesn't stay healthy this year, I don't want to hear any Saquon talk this anymore. 
Yeah. This is it. Like, you got to stay healthy. Like, you have a running back, and running backs last in 29. I think Saquon is 23, 24 years old. No, like 24, 25. No. Something like that. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't see anymore. Saquon, you got to produce. Yeah, because the team needs him in the worst way because exactly. of how iffy they are at quarterback. Exactly. And they got a good defense, so if they could run the ball and play the time of possession game, they'd actually be able to win the NFC East because it's the NFC East. The NFC East, I wouldn't be surprised if someone wins that 9-8 this year. <laughs> uh, I think 11 wins is going to win it. I have Washington at uh, – 11 and 6, and Dallas at 10. No, my bad. I had Washington at 12 and 5, and, and Dallas at 10 and 7. The thing is, I don't hold us to those schedules because we don't know what teams are going to be better than we think. We think. Yeah. So I always look at it as like those are predictions off the schedule. That's why I so, so, okay, I'll say this. If I've got Dallas second place 10 and 7, and Washington first place 12 and 5, then I'll say for me, 11 wins is the threshold to win that division. Like for you, you got Washington eleven and six, Dallas nine and eight. So you'd say ten wins gets you that division. Exactly. So I can go with that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean we can take some other divisions, for example, when those numbers sound legit. Like uh, the NFC North, for example. For me, ten wins wins it. For you, nine wins wins the NFC North. Makes some type of sense. And then the AFC East. We both are on the twelve win track. AFC North, we're both on the twelve win track. Like so yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. NFC West, we're both on the twelve win track. That AFC South, we're both on the ten win track. Yeah, so I can go I can get with you on that. Yeah. AFC is gonna have the better teams, I think. I think personally this year. Yeah. It's just that the NFC has the best team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that something. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, yeah, two through seven in the AFC is better than two through seven in the NFC. How I think two through seven matchup for matchup would beat two through seven in the NFC. Absolutely. I agree. Man, damn. So the NFC is the, the Eastern Conference in the NFL. Wow. <laughs> right. And so, uh, in case y'all can't tell, me and Sean have had some busy days. Uh, Sean looks like he's fighting sleep right now. Uh, <laughs> programming started for WHIP today. We're back tomorrow. Uh, I'm on 12 o'clock at Temple Sports Hour again. Tomorrow, season premiere, season three. Everybody loves sports show, 7.30 a.m. Uh, Sharp for episode one, season three. Everybody loves sports show, week 99. Of the show. So for Sean Bryce, I'm Javon Edmonds. We'll see you in the morning.